At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you today following Charlotte's emphatic 141-119 win in Detroit last night as the Hornets finally snap that six-game skid and make it 15 in a row against the Pistons franchise. We'll break this one down and provide you with our top performers, and there were a lot to choose from. However, the Hornets don't have much time to soak this one in as Charlotte is back in action tonight at the Hive against one of the hottest teams in the NBA in the Memphis Grizzlies. Helping me provide baseline-to-baseline coverage of your favorite NBA team is the lead writer of Hornets.com once again, Sam Purley. Sam, thanks for joining me once again, and hopefully we haven't run you ragged since you're making a back-to-back appearance on the HHC yourself. Oh, no, I'm all good. It's, again, always happy to come on and talk Hornets, and even better, it's not a Silver Linings version of the podcast. We're all gold stars today. What a win last night. Much needed, and uh, let's get ready to break this one down. Yeah, so let's go ahead and get a recap of this one. Good to see that Sam has some pretty fresh legs on the second night of a back-to-back. But this one was a lot of fun to see because the Hornets' offense exploded once again. It's kind of been a little bit of a long time coming. It took a little bit to get there, though. Detroit kept this one close in the first quarter and led on a few occasions only by one or two points. But the Hornets were able to open up a 36-29 lead after one quarter of play behind 54% shooting from the field and newly minted Hornet Montrez Harrell entered the game at the 433 mark, and he made an immediate impact. Book Knight drives up off the glass. No, Harrell, the tip slam, though. Montrez Harrell hammering it home his first points for his home state. Charlotte's up by 324-21. Trez played the rest of the first quarter, had six points, two rebounds, a block, and a steal, while LaMelo Ball had a big first quarter with 11 points, four rebounds, and three steals. Charlotte really exploded in the second quarter, ripping off a 12-2 run with five minutes remaining in the first half, thanks to Terry Rozier. LaMelo drives, no look down the baseline for Bridges, kick out Rozier, and fakes the three. LaMelo up top, he'll pass on the three, drives, kicks, Rozier. 
Waits for the flyby, now fires for three. Yes, sir! Spectacular ball movement there by the Hornets. Everyone pulling their weight on that one. Terry Rozier, the finishing touches, he's got 15. And a timeout taken by Detroit. Four players were in double figures for the Hornets at halftime as T. Rowe had 17 points, LaMelo had 15, 4, and 8, Miles Bridges had 11, and Montrez Harrell had 10 off the bench. Charlotte led it 79 to 55 through two quarters. Those 79 points, by the way, are a franchise record for most points scored in the first half of a game. Of course, Charlotte was north of 80 in the second half in Indiana just a month ago. And from there, the Hornets continued to roll, hitting the century mark with 425 to go in the third quarter as Buzz City puts up 31 points or more in all four quarters last night to claim a 141 to 119 victory and put that season long six game losing skid to rest with a chance to make it two in a row tonight against Memphis. Sam, there's plenty to like from last night's game and we'll get into our top performers in our next segment. But what stood out to you most last night? I think obviously it was just the shot making. I think that was kind of the, the common thread over this six game losing streak was they just couldn't make shots. I mean, they were getting good shots. They just weren't dropping. I thought the defense was, you know, kept the Hornets in it during this recent skid and they just, for whatever reason, were not being able to to score and last night you know granted it did come against Detroit obviously we kind of understand what Detroit's situation is but I think at this point of the season and I think with where the Hornets were at and given the injuries and things like that you just need to do one win and if you can get the offense going at the same time I think that's a plus too I mean I think they were 39 percent and maybe 28 percent shooting their last six games obviously last night 56 percent 18 to 42 from three that's 43 percent ball was moving they had 36 assists I mean having a night where you can just start seeing the ball go in doesn't matter necessarily who's against or kind of the context, finding a way to get that rhythm going and having fun as well. So it looked like kind of a fun performance and kind of get that taste of victory back in the mouth. So obviously offense, 141 points was the story last night. For me specifically, it was the confidence that the Hornets played within the first quarter. They didn't rely on a three early. They shot six triples in the first quarter, converted on three of them pretty good. So while they were efficient, they attacked the paint and took the high percentage shots. And the addition of Montrez Harrell certainly helps with that aspect. And here's what James Borrego said yesterday after the game about what Montrez brought to the table here just in his first game as a Horton. Yeah, brought an aggressive spirit, but a fun, joyful spirit. You know, he's out there talking, communicating, just encouraging his teammates to play together, play for one another, keep playing hard. He just gave us a great shoulder of confidence. Sam, after the game, Montrez Harrell spoke with Ashley Shamedy in the TV side of things, and she asked him about any expectations he had coming into this one. He said he didn't really have a lot, just mostly wanted to get the win, obviously, just like everybody else wanted to for the Hornets. He finishes last night, 7-9 shooting, 15 points. He was a plus 10 while he was out there on the floor. Huge jolt, I thought, a huge shot in the arm for this Hornets team. We knew he was going to provide that, but I don't think we knew what the expectation or what to expect in his first game with all things considered, to travel to get to Detroit, meaning his new teammates really only had having chemistry with Terry Rozier because they played together in college for the most part. But other than that, he was just kind of getting thrown into the fire. Yeah, I think it was great. I mean, obviously, you know, huge energy off the bench, you know, really efficient, a lot of rim running, a lot of lob threats, you know, the putback, the second chance scoring. I mean, when he played on the Wizards and even on the Clippers and stuff, he's always a guy that you just hated playing against in sort of a complimentary way because everything is just always on. He never takes a playoff. Everything's you now digging out loose balls, digging out rebounds, putbacks. Just plays with a really, really, you know, high level of energy, passion, ferociousness almost. And you saw it last night. And I think, you know, given kind of the circumstances and flying in, not really knowing anybody and, you know, the way he kind of operates is fairly kind of straightforward. It's kind of get down low, you know, run a lot of pick and roll, kind of look for lob threats and kind of clean up the boards a little bit. So I think obviously as he gets more integrated into the team and the rotation, there'll be a, he'll get up to 
speed with the offense and obviously the defense as well. So, you know, I thought it was a really, really encouraging performance. And I think it's, you know, kind of the way things were trending for Washington and how their season has been kind of started off really strong and going in the opposite direction. It feels like, you know, he's kind of excited for a clean slate. And obviously, you know, he's excited to be back home in, in North Carolina. So looking forward to seeing him tonight in front of the hometown crowd. Trez finishes playing 22 minutes, which is about the same that Mason Plumlee played in last night's game. And Mason held his own while he was in there as well. Just wasn't a lot asked of him because of everybody else able to shoulder the load. LaMelo Ball with a game-high 31 points. We'll, of course, get to all of our top performers here in just a few moments. Terry Rozier's second career triple-double. We'll have more on him in a few moments as well. And Miles Bridges had 25 points. Terry Rozier had 25 points as well. And that leads me to say that this is something that I really wanted to point out here on this segment before we wrap things up. Last night was the sixth time in franchise history that three starters for the Hornets finished with 25 points or more. Of course, Melo had 31. Miles and Terry had 25 each. The only other time this has happened in the last decade for Charlotte was last season against Cleveland when Miles, Terry, and P.J. Washington all had exactly 25 points. That came in a game towards the end of April. But, Sam, I just wanted to point that out because of this balanced scoring attack. I know we've talked about it previously earlier in the season about this Hornets team, but as of late, of course, six-game losing streak. Offense not doing very well. Now we're finally starting to rekindle that flame a little bit that we saw Charlotte carry earlier this season. Like I said in, in kind of a couple questions ago, it's like just see the ball go in. I think it reached a point where you just need to see the ball go in and that's exactly what happened get your form back get your confidence back too I don't think there was ever a lack of confidence in this situation or during the skid but I think it only helps your confidence when you start to see things kind of trend in the right direction and yeah obviously big nights by LaMelo Terry and Miles and even Kelly too I think Kelly's still trying to refine his rhythm and you know he could have very easily had over 20 points as well he's still trying to kind of find things I think after missing some time last month and then off the bench too I thought PJ Washington looked really good you kind of moved him back to the four with Harold now at the five and you know he was five to seven hit a couple or hit three threes and did some good rim running and things like that so and even James Booknight as well kind of getting into the mix seemed like everybody really contributed and those are always the best wins when everyone's kind of chipping in and making a difference when it's all said and done six Hornets in double figures last night Charlotte outscoring Detroit in the paint 70 to 52 in yesterday's 149 to 119 win now improved to 29 and 28 on the regular season and probably the most impressive stat of them all is that the Hornets have defeated Detroit the last 15 times those two teams have played just a remarkable feat of course we don't really want to get back into the dark times when the Hornets had difficulty beating Philadelphia so we all know about these long and lengthy streaks but always good to be on the right side of them all right top performers on the way next here on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta cataracts made it hard to see clearly even movies were blurry so I went to Charlotte Eye Ear Nose and Throat Associates Now movies are as clear and sharp as they once were. The doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offer cataract surgery using the newest technology and lenses with short recovery times. See like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Rob Longo and Sam Hurley with you here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Sam, busy podcast today. Of course, we've got to get to our game preview of tonight's matchup, but let's go ahead and dive into last night's game a little bit more with our top performers, gold stars, whatever you want to call them. And as the guest of honor, I will allow you to go first. There's a lot of performers to choose from in this one. I'm going to go with the guy that led the team in scoring last night, LaMelo Ball. 31 points, really, really efficient. 10 of 14 from the field, 7 of 9 from 3. Uh, it was one three-pointer shy of his 
career high. Also had five rebounds, 12 assists, which is off two off his career high, and just two turnovers. I just thought he played a really, really smooth, controlled game. Uh, was shooting the ball super confident, and back-to-back 30-point games. I mean, he's on a roll right now since getting that All-Star Game nomination, so hopefully there's more to come from the second-year wonder. Six on the shot clock, gets to the baseline, kick to the corner, ball, 4-3, got another one. Ice in his veins, LaMelo Ball, another 20-point performance. He's got 21, five made threes. Sam, you hit the nail on the head right there. That's what I really wanted to touch on with LaMelo Ball was the efficiency of his shooting, just really great stuff. And after the game, you know, he was asked about what was the key to his shooting yesterday, and of course, in typical LaMelo fashion, it was simple. Yeah, just shooting it for real. I mean, following, following the fundamentals, you know, snap the wrist, follow through. That's pretty much it. If only it was that easy, everybody else would be able to do it. But LaMelo Ball last night, game high 31 points. Like Sam mentioned, 10 of 14 from the field, 7 of 9 from Beyond Yark. Also had 12 assists and 5 rebounds. I thought for a second he was going to get a triple-double there. He was on pace after the first quarter of play. Again, after the first quarter, he played 10 minutes, had 11 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. Slowed down a little bit, but of course, with the way that the game shook out, didn't really need it to be that way in a 140 to 119 victory over the Detroit Pistons. For my top performer, I got to go with the guy that had a career night, Terry Rozier. Rozier penetrates over the left hand, lay in, gets the roll plus the foul. Charlotte's offense just delirious at this point. T-Row with an and one to make it a 22-point game. That was down the stretch in the fourth quarter, but Terry Rozier with his second career triple-double last night. He finishes with 25 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. Those 11 assists, by the way, are tied for a career high for T-Row. The other time that Terry Rozier had a triple-double, that was back in his Boston Celtics days. That came back on January 31st of 2018 against the New York Knicks. He had 17 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists. Sam, I had to go with T-Row as my top performer just because of that remarkable job that he's done I think with you know Luka Doncic and we've talked about this on the podcast before I think with you know the stylings of Luka Doncic and Russell Westbrook and now what we're able to see from LaMelo Ball at such a young age we kind of lose the allure of the triple double it is still extremely hard to accomplish in today's game it was just really nice to see Terry get rewarded for all of his hard work to finally get that triple double in a Hornets uniform and you got to think too is for a guy that's six one six feet to get 10 rebounds that's a really challenging thing to do but I think Terry is you know kind of one of the more underrated pound for pound best rebounders in the NBA for a guy his size and then for somebody that's not necessarily holding the ball the whole time and not the primary point guard to get 10 assists that's also pretty challenging as well and then obviously you know the shot making is kind of the easiest thing in scoring the 25 points but full milestone for Terry I think he got close to one last year and I think that things kind of you know started moving really quickly in that second half with all the scoring and obviously the record setting first half but then he kind of snuck up there and said, oh, he's only, you know, one rebound away. And then you're kind of looking for it. And he finally got it. Uh, he certainly knew. I always think it's funny when guys know they're one rebound away or one assist away or things like that. So obviously special night for Terry and certainly well-deserved and a really cool milestone for him, you know, doing that for the first time in, in four seasons now. It's kind of funny you mentioned that, Sam, because I noticed in the box score late in the game that he had, you know, he had his double-digit assist. He was one rebound away. I was like, he's got to get that rebound. I was like, for Terry, like you mentioned, the hardest thing for him to get is the assist numbers usually and he was only missing that one rebound I typed it out on my phone every time somebody gets a triple double usually it's Lamella Ball of course I like to just kind of go out in all caps and say insert player's name here triple double alert because it's just so cool to see even though like I mentioned earlier it's kind of 
lost its luster a little bit with guys cranking out triple doubles, averaging triple doubles in the season, all that kind of stuff. But I had it typed out, ready to go. And as soon as he hit that rebound, bam, I tweeted it out. I was so excited for him to get that triple double. Just really good stuff from Tiro. And the thing too, the shot making was there for Terry. He was nine of 18 from the field. Three point shooting was average three of nine. Of course, perfect from the free throw line, four of four. The other thing that stood out to me was four steals. So not only was he getting it done on the offensive end of the floor, he was getting it done on the defensive end of the floor as well. Of course, rebounding is a little bit of defensive stat for the most part. Such a huge wingspan that Terry Rozier has. 6'8 wingspan for a guy that stands about 6'6". Just remarkable that he's able to go up and get the ball in traffic, but I really enjoyed watching him get those four steals as well because those fast break points were able to pile up early and Charlotte was able to put this game away pretty early for the most part because of that. Yeah, really efficient shooting. Like you said, he was 9 of 18. The four steals, again, like you said, the two-way impact you know, kind of went quietly and as we're talking about this, I just looked it up, and this is kind of make of it what you will because there's so much positional flexibility right now, but uh, only the fifth triple-double by a shooting guard in the NBA this year. Now, again, how you want to define shooting guard and primary ball handler and things like that is kind of open to interpretation, but according to ESPN, only James Harden, Fred Van Vliet, Jalen Brown, and Josh Giddy, who they consider shooting guards, slash non-primary point guards have gotten triple doubles this year. So a little bit more elite company for Terry Rozier picking up his second career triple double. So that's pretty cool. And also check LaMelo Ball. This is the first time in his career he's had back-to-back 30-point games. So another milestone of sorts as well. All in all, a very, very impressive record-setting, personal record-setting performance from the backcourt last night for the Hornets. That's the beauty of the NBA. You never know what you're going to see at night in and night out whenever you check out a game. It could be a personal best, could be a team best. You never know what you're going to find. So, of course, you probably should join us tonight, just saying, as the Hornets come back to the hive to take on the Memphis Grizzlies. Of course, 7 p.m. tip time here tonight at Spectrum Center. Can get your tickets at hornets.com and speaking of that game well we got to preview it so we'll get to that next right here on the hornets hivecast presented by senta hornets fans it's time to get some new gear the best selection of new and classic hornets apparel is at the hornets fan shop now with new extended hours stop by spectrum center wednesday through saturday from 11 a.m to 5 p.m to pick up the latest in jerseys jordans and more Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Last one for a miles. Great win today. You got another one tomorrow against a good Memphis team. What's the key to keeping this rolling? Just staying consistent. We know know Memphis, they're they're one of the most excited teams to play against. And they got a they got a great point guard in John Moran. So we just want to we just want to come in prepared and ready to go. Miles Bridges keeping it simple after last night's 141 to 119 victory over the Detroit Pistons. Hornets have a chance to take it to a second consecutive win tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies here at the Hive. Rob Longo and the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley with you here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And Sam, time now for our game preview of this one. We need a player to watch for both sides. We need a stat to watch as well. You go ahead and pick first. Where do you want to start? Well, I will start with my Grizzlies player to watch, and I think it's pretty clear you got to go with John Moran. I mean, he has just been marvelous this year for the Grizzlies. Third season, he entered uh, last night ranking sixth in the NBA in scoring at over 26 points per game. He's also averaging 5.9 rebounds, 6.8 assists, 1.3 steals. The biggest thing for him coming into the year was the shot making. You know, when is the shot making going to kind of come around? That's something he's kind of been hit or miss his first two years, and he's really made a big stride in that. Uh, it's kind of opened up his game, and man, he is just a human highlight machine right now and is also going to be starting the All-Star game next week. LaMelo Ball will be on his team, Team Durant, so he's a guy the Hornets just have to have one, two, 
maybe even three bodies sometimes when he gets into the paint. Uh, he's really, really good paint score, particularly for a guard. So, yeah, John Morant's my guy to watch on the Grizzlies. Well, yeah, that's pretty obvious. But, you know, the person, I don't even want to call it a second fiddle, but the person that kind of scares me other than John Morant, because, of course, Rob rules do apply here on the HHC, even though I am hosting, I can kind of bend the rules a little bit if I wanted to. But at any rate, to go in a different direction, you got to take a look at Desmond Bain a little bit. I Again, I don't want to call him second fiddle, but, you know, he's been playing really well as of late. He did have a little bit of an injury stretch there towards the middle of January where he sat out a couple games. And then ever since he's come back, he's played eight games. In six of those games, he's been north of... 13 points or more. That includes just the other night against the Pistons on the road in Detroit on Thursday. He finishes with 22 points in that contest, and then you go back to some other scoring outbursts. In Philly, he had 34 points, had 19 points against Washington, 17 against Utah, even had 20 against the Spurs. So, again, as much as this team is revolving around John Moran, of course, you know, he's going to get his no matter what. Desmond Bain, I think, is another player that you got to keep your eye on. All right, we got that out of the way. Now, do you want to go to a Hornets player or stat to watch? I'll start with a Hornets player. Uh, I'm going to circle back. We already talked about a lot. The Hornets are going to need another big performance from LaMelo Ball tonight. He's going to be matched up in that point guard spot with Ja. And like I said, while the Hornets have kind of struggled offensively during this last little stretch and hopefully it's starting to kind of come around, he's quietly been really, really efficient. I think sometimes when you look at these games and this is my 15 or 20 points, you don't really look at, okay, you know, there are some kind of bright spots, but LaMelo's last 10 games, 24 points, shooting 47% from the field, 42% from three, six rebounds, seven assists, and almost two steals. So really, really encouraging that even though things have kind of been struggling offensively from a team, and again, hopefully it's going in the right direction, that LaMelo Ball still seems to be kind of finding his rhythm and has been a, a good bright spot. And obviously it's, you know, when you come out and you score 30 points in back-to-back games, it, it shows that uh, things are starting to really click for him. So I'm going to go with Ball tonight for sure against Morant as kind of being that key matchup for everybody to watch. I mentioned that as we closed out the broadcast last night to Sam, I said it's going to be really exciting to see John LaMelo kind of go at it a little bit there at the point guard position, even if it's not defensively, certainly on the offensive ends of the floor as well. For my player to watch, I got to go with Kelly Uber. I know he has struggled. Last night was not any different, just one of 10 from beyond the arc. He did finish in double digits last night, 413 shooting overall, so anything inside the three-point line was pretty much automatic from Oubre, but again, ever since that Indiana game. I understand he had that injury that he dealt with. He sat out the following two games against the Los Angeles teams after he went 10 to 15 from beyond New York in that historic win against the Pacers out in Indiana back on January 26. But since then, you know, it's been tough. And, you know, you go into Boston, one of seven from beyond New York, got a little bit better against Cleveland, four of 13, still a high shot volume there. And then one of nine against Miami, 0 of eight against Toronto, and then three of nine against the Bulls earlier this week. And of course, like I mentioned, one of 10 last night against the Pistons. Sam, you got to believe that at some point Kelly's going to turn it around. And I think, you know, the fact that the Hornets have been able to go out and pick up Montrez Harrell, solidify the bench scoring a little bit more there's less pressure off of Kelly to produce because there's so many different pieces that the Hornets are able to rely on right now. So I think Kelly is going to be one of those guys that is able to take a deep breath, take a step back, and is going to be able to thrive in this little bit of a newer environment. Yeah, you know, I'm not really concerned. I think he's he's a competent guy, and if you talk to him after games, I mean, this is going to turn not only for the team, it's going to turn for everybody. And I think once Kelly gets going, you know, he had the health and safety protocols in January. I think he came back for a couple games, had the ankle sprain, and then right around then, is when the team kind of hit that kind of sort of uh, slump for everybody. And, you know, I think kind of now he's back in the starting lineup because Cody Martin and Gordon Hayward are out right now. So 
you know, it's kind of a weird thing. It's just you kind of have to fight your way through it. And some guys maybe will get through this slump a little bit earlier than others, and some people might take a little bit longer. But I don't think I'm concerned. I've seen plenty of Kelly Oubre, and, you know, I think when it hits, it's going to be something like we've seen this year when he had that 10 threes against Indiana or he had that eight threes and a quarter against Detroit. And sometimes it only takes is just like one game, it feels like, to really kind of get things going and point it in the right direction. And I think Kelly Oubre is not too far away from having that kind of, you know, showing, and hopefully it's tonight against Memphis. All right, one more thing to look at. It's a stat to watch for. Sam, what are you keeping an eye on? That I'm going to be watching for the Grizzlies tonight, who are just having a tremendous season. It's kind of a two-for-one, points in the paint and second-chance points. They lead the NBA in both categories, averaging 57.1 points per game in the paint. That's four points more than the second-closest team. And then second-chance points as well. They're averaging 18 which is two more than the next closest team. The Hornets, in terms of second-chance points, are allowing the third most in the league right now. So that's going to be an area they can't allow any extra opportunities for guys like Steven Adams, Jaron Jackson, guys like that. And that's where I think the addition of Harrell is really going to come into place, getting those extra rebounds, getting those defensive rebounds, limiting possessions to just one attempt. So I'm looking down low. I think that's where the you know deciding factor is going to be tonight between both these teams. Well, you gave me two stats there a little bit. If you had to absolutely pick one, which one are you going with? Points in the paint or the rebounding? I'm going to go points in the paint. I think it's it's not just Adams or Jackson. It's also Morant. Morant does a really good job of getting downhill, getting into the paint, the way he can kind of contort himself and put up these crazy acrobatic layups and dunks. So points in the paint. Keep Memphis out on the perimeter and just make them, force them to take tough shots out there. So points in the paint is going to be key tonight. Well, good. That's why I wanted to clarify because I'm going to take rebounding myself. So I just wanted to be a little bit selfish there. But with that said, I got to look at those rebounding stats specifically. When you take a look at yesterday, the Hornets did a better job out rebounding the Pistons 51 to 45. And then you take a look, you kind of alluded to it a little bit there, Sam, about the offensive rebounding. Memphis ranks first in the NBA in offensive rebounding percentage at 33%. So the three times that John Moran is not putting the ball in the hoop, out of one of those times, Memphis is getting a second chance at the basket, which of course, you know, would translate into why they are such a good second chance point scoring team. Again, you kind of mentioned it too as well. The addition of Montrez Harrell, I think, is really going to help this rebounding for this team. You got Terry Rozier crashing the board now too. It seems like with this addition of Montrez, and I don't want to overhype it, I guess. I don't think you can overhype it after the game that he had last night, but you don't want to expect Montrez to go out there and have 16 and 14 every night or something like that coming off the bench but it just provides this spark for this Hornets team that was in a slump and they get a little bit of help and I just think that overall that all that momentum is really going to shine especially against a Memphis team tonight that the Hornets have already beaten once the Grizzlies weren't firing on all cylinders the last time that these two teams met a couple of months ago when the Hornets were finishing up their Western Conference swing and coming from the West to the East we all looked at that game as kind of a schedule loss because they had to go pretty much halfway across the country to face the Grizzlies and then they come out firing. Kelly Oubre had a really big game the last time that these two teams met. He At the time, he set a personal record for most three-pointers made in a game. Of course, that was broken in that Indiana game just a month ago. So with all of those things said, a lot of people would look at this game and maybe consider it a schedule loss considering you know Memphis is already here. They're waiting for the Hornets to arrive back in Buzz City after last night's game. But all in all, I just think this Montrez Harrell edition, I can't overstate it enough, is going to really spark the rest of the Hornets as well. And of course, I think we saw that yesterday. You're not necessarily over 
hyping him, but you can definitely feel the impact he has. And I think it has sort of a trickle-down effect. You know, JB spoke about sort of, you know, leadership and communication. And, you know, just I think he needed a fresh start, too, with just kind of the way things were trending in Washington. And then having him at the five, and then that pushes P.J. to the four. So you've got a little bit of a size upgrade over there. You've got a size upgrade at the five. And just the way he can kind of use his length. You know, he's only listed at six seven, but Mitch Kupchak kind of spoke about it yesterday morning that he just plays bigger than that. So, you know, I think it's going to be, it's going to have sort of a trickle down effect on this roster. I just, I love the energy and passion he plays with. He was always a tough guy to play against when he's in the Wizards and the Clippers and the Lakers and on those teams. So I think it's going to be big. You know, he definitely brings an edge and kind of an attitude, like a good attitude for this Hornets team that I think when you had lost six in a row, you just need something like that to just kind of, you know, ignite you a little bit. And the issue is, you know, you got to continue the sun. It can't just be one game. And I think hopefully last night's win in Detroit is something they can build on. But you could definitely feel a little bit of a spark from Harold's presence that, you know, it's kind of hard to quantify how much of an impact they had on the rest of the roster. So hopefully, you know, he can play a big game tonight and Hornets can pick up a, what would be a tough win over a great Grizzlies team. You can catch out Montrez Harrell's first home game in purple and teal tonight at Spectrum Center against the Memphis Grizzlies with your tickets at Hornets.com. As Charlotte sitting at 29-28 and 28 now after last night's win, we'll take on the 39-18 and 18 Memphis Grizzlies, who with that record are still seven games out of first place behind the red-hot Phoenix Suns. But Grizzlies riding a four-game winning streak coming into this one, also 8-2 and two in their last 10 as well. Sam Burley, lead writer of Hornets.com, thanks for joining me on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. This should be a fun one tonight. I'm looking forward to it yeah i'm looking forward to it too uh, hopefully they can get something building after last night's win get the shot making going and when the shot making is going the confidence is going and we saw that hornet swagger kind of come back a little bit last night against the pistons so i'm looking forward to this one and uh, should be a really good one tonight and a little home cooking never hurt either for sam pearly i'm rob longo saying so long thank you for joining us on today's edition of the hornets hivecast and of course we'll have a breakdown of this one tomorrow once again on the hhc Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.